Howdy folks, first off we're going to start with a new bump of a Battle Bards. I just want to make clear, Battle Bards don't give us any money, they just gave us like 350 odd free sounds. I think it was equivalent to all of the Kickstarter tiers or something. And all they ask for us in return is that we say BattleBards.com and that's it. We don't really have to do these bumpers, I just really enjoy doing them because the sounds that Battle Bards have put together are a lot of fun. So much so, in fact, that I've just dropped another about ooh, $40, $50 on new sounds. Halfway through this episode, you're going to hear some sounds over the top. We're actually using sounds at the table, so we're going to start using them as players and the GM so that you can hear our reactions as things happen. It's already had a positive impact at the table, and you'll hear later on, instead of me describing something, I just press a button and then everyone cheers. It, so it's really good, and hopefully we'll make more of it in future. So this next clip I'm going to call Roguelike. And on with the episode. Welcome to Sword Knot Radio. This episode is our fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign, Doors. I'd just like to remind you that the Sword Knot swag competition is still open and we'll be announcing the winners at the end of March, beginning of April. We've had everything from one-liners to artwork to stories and it, it, it's all brilliant and it all makes us feel things, so thanks very much. If you want to send us an entry, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com that's swordnutradio at gmail.com or at swordnutradio on twitter be sure to use the hashtag swordnutswag last time our party was faced with an arduous overland journey I decided to run this as a skill challenge and I borrowed some rules from I think it's Dungeon World where you have a quartermaster, a scout and, and other sorts of roles that people take and you roll that for the entire journey it turned out to be a lot of fun and an effective way of doing what could otherwise be a very boring task 
There was some pursuit, we assume, from the cultists at Middelvoss, which the party avoided by going off-road. They ended up arriving in the port of Varinsdorf on the Kotovari coast. They quickly alienated themselves from the rest of the town and then made their way to the docks where they found their captain waiting for them. A tense situation quickly built up. When Jace referred to crazy cultists, Rue started questioning the loyalty of the crew and the captain noticed Gimbal's bandana, which is a pirate flag. We'll pick it up there. Hi, I'm Adam A. I play Gimbal Galloglass, a little harp player. Hi, uh, I'm Dave Honecker. I play Jace Sword Wielder this week. Crazy monk who's not very monkish. Hi, I'm Biddy. I play Rue, as well as my pseudo-dragon Fuss. And I play, at the minute, a seasick warlock. And I'm Paul Amadie. I'm not going to kill everyone. You were getting into a bit of a debate about where people stood on their loyalty to the family. And as you were doing that, you weren't coming across very well to the captain, who then spotted that Gimbal was wearing an interesting bandana, unfurled it to reveal a pirate flag. All the while, a larger boat, a two-masted, uh, I said pinnace, uh, it is in fact a schooner. That makes more sense. Much more sense, because <clears throat> a pinnace is either a very small rowboat, or it's a fucking huge warship. That wouldn't get confusing at all. <laughs> So uh, it's just a, a two-masted schooner, which is a, a sort of thin, fast ship. Also generally pirate interdictors. Indeed. The captain uh, has been informed that this is approaching on the port side. They don't know their intentions. They haven't run over any flags. They haven't made any signals. No, so they don't know what's going on. And you've been called to see if you, if you know anything about this. So we'll take it from the moment that the captain unfurls the flag. Just, what do you do? The captain being the constipated South African. <clears throat> Shut up. Kotavari, <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just sounds like a constipated South African. Um, Gimbal's just gonna just hold his hand out and be like, Do you mind? That belongs to me. Can you explain this, please? Explain it how? It's a bandana, pirate flag, also, I use it as my bed. Roll me a persuasion, please. 11. You actually do sort of make an impression upon uh, upon the captain that so he does start moving this. This is a very foolish thing to bring aboard a ship. Well, we've all done stupider things in our lives, haven't we? He's only little. <laughs> no, it's just his height, but I think it'll up here too. Gimbal's just going to uh, throw a dirty look at Jace and then just say, it was given to me as a gift. I am a bard and I never planned on a voyage. He's going to hand it over to his, his first mate. So you can have this when we disembark. At this point, Jace is just going to look him straight in the eye and he does the thing where... Kind of like he does in combat, where some of the eccentricity in the sinus just sort of drops away. Do you serve the blue? I'll serve the family. I've received orders from the blue. So have we. That ship is going to stop us from doing the will of the blue. He seems very confused at this. And so he's going to roll to see if he's going to be for that or again that. He's more or less erring on the side of doing what he's been told to do. Uh, which is to take you somewhere safely. As you've been talking, the first mate uh, is by the side. He takes Gimbal's bandana and starts starts to, to go away. And as he turns, he spots this ship. Captain, they're almost upon us. What do you do? I see your twin brothers, your first mate. Higher <laughs> oh, <I have> voice! <laughs> it, or do all South African people sound alike to you? <laughs> Let's face it, 
Yes. <laughs> if they're off for cunts. If they're coming out of the same mouth, yes. Um, Gimbal's just going to can this thing go any faster? And uh, the, the captain ignores you entirely and says to his, his first mate, make signals, see if you can make contact. See who they are. And his first mate sort of runs off. He's carrying your bandana. He stops, opens a, a, a small trunk, stuffs it in. Um, it's a trunk that's kind of like built into the side of the ship. He goes into the deeper part of the trunk, finds a few flags on some sticks, like some sort of hand flags, and starts waving flags around. Can I just look at these two and sort of make eye contact and just kind of go, This doesn't look good! And under my breath, so only they can hear. Yeah. I'm giving you a moment here, otherwise we're moving on. <laughs> can I... No, I don't quite want to ready anything yet. Where's Where's Fuss in all of this? What's I'm just thinking Fuss? that Fuss is not on display. He's in his tiny little mouse-sized dragon form at the minute, and he's kind of about like... the size of a giant as a miniature giant space hamster. <laughs> miniature giant space hamster. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So he's kind of like squirreled away in my pocket at the second, and I am kind of waiting to see how the reply from the other ship goes before I reveal him. We're coming up to that. How big can Fuss get? He's um, so he's kind of like mouse size when he's small, and about cat size when he's at full full size. He's only a tiny creature. So what it, what is it you're doing? What what? Uh, I'm going to ask the you... captain directly. Captain, what are you messaging to the other ship, and have they replied? He just looks at you and just says, "It's a standard greeting. You're not a sailor." Jace, you are a sailor. Do you want to know what he's saying? I want to know what he's saying. The guy frantically signalling um, is basically putting up the general greeting sort of thing, which is you, you just stick a flag in the air and, and sort of wave it around, and then you take a, a, a red flag and a white flag and you sort of put them up in a, in a cross, and it says state your intentions. You don't see any immediate reply, but you do see uh, you can see it start to see that there are people on this ship, and one of them has taken notice and is moving down the ship. Kimball's going to stroll over to the guy with flags and just say to him, why are you waving those about? You don't have a clue, do you? <laughs> what, what he's doing? Kimball's never been on, on a boat before. He hasn't got a clue. And he just knows that this guy's just run off with his um, his bandana, shoved it in a chest and taken these two flags out of his chest. Kimball's uh, curious as to why. Good result, high or low? <sighs> Solid bags in the arse. Low. <laughs> yeah. Biddy, roll me a percentage. 13. Uh, Silent celebration (laughs) And the crowd goes wild Yeah, so you can tell this guy actually likes you Because when he he took the flag away He had a bit of a smirk on his face and So you you, you think he he doesn't doesn't think badly of you So he uh, looks down um, and he says uh, It's an old mariner's code But he's not going to expand on that Because it's a mariner's code You ain't no mariner and Gibble's just going to say, um, you have more flags like that? We have many flags. We even have a pirate one now for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and Gimble, Gimble's just going to half smile and just be like, what do the other flags do? Oh, you're, you're, very, you're very inquisitive young man, aren't you? <laughs> Gimble's just going to say, I'm a bard. I like to learn new tales. You're a bard. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so he's a gay const- constipated South African. Sounds like it. Thank you. <laughs> they can be gay. Um, this is um... the family's very accepting. I'm, say, I'm, I'm child size. It's still weird. 
For the record, yes, he is gay. No, he's not a paedophile. <laughs> and yes, he does think Gimbal is a child. Um, so he, he starts talking to you about you, you being a bard in a sort of very condescending way. Like, oh, isn't that nice? Do you know any songs? As, as there's a, a flash of colour on the, the ship opposite. So his, his attention is immediately back. And he sees... Roll me an insight check, please. 13. You get one question. What is the feeling? A sense of alarm and confusion. There are some signals, and he signals back, waves, um, and then immediately starts to turn to go to the captain. What do you do? Gimbal's going to try and snatch his flag out of the box and shove it in his pocket. Oh. <laughs> uh, Stuff it under your shirt and look pregnant for the next <laughs> couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> He's got belt pouches. Yeah. Like, so just shove it in belt pouches. A belt pouch? It's a, it's a six-foot flag. It's like... Yeah, but flag <laughs> material's relatively thin. I mean, if it can use it as a bandana, unless it hangs down to his ass. Uh, it does. Yes, it does. It actually, does. Actually, actually, ankles. actually tickles my ankles. <laughs> uh, he hasn't added bells to it. That was a very wise decision. Yeah, uh, oh, roll me a sleight of hand, please. Nat 20! <laughs> <laughs> the audio recording equipment thanks you. Uh, <laughs> Alright, then you, you definitely get your, your flag back. No one notices. Uh, what else do you pull out from this trunk? Ooh. Anything Chest. I want. Anything you want that you could reasonably find on a ship. Um, could <laughs> be some... no, it no. could be. Uh, it could be something that belongs to one of the crew. It could be a personal keepsake. It could be um, some item of cargo, maybe. Um, just anything that someone might put in a trunk. They also keep the flags in there. These flags are sort of like large bunting size. Yeah, yeah. Always get blanket moments like this. Or you can choose to roll on a random trinket table. I'm tempted to go with the trinket table just because the only thing I can think of possibly pulling out. A that this box is um, like a wad of gunpowder or something. That's the point. Gunpowder does not exist. I was going to say, it doesn't feel like a gunpowder world. No, exactly. absolutely not. Lamp oil, on the other hand. Oh. Greek fire! <laughs> does that exist in this world? Well, Roll me a D100. Red oh, which one is your tens? I should say red is tens, green is units. Okay. That's 96. 96. A black pirate's flag. <laughs> really? <laughs> Shall I roll again? Roll again. <laughs> uh, 73. 73? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so as you, you go in for the pirate's flag, you, you feel something sort of hard um, and smooth. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You feel something hard, hard and smooth, smooth next to it. Hard and wrinkled. Yeah. And you... Immediately, sort of clasp your, your hand around it and go, oh, and you pull out. Phrasing. <laughs> you pull out what looks like scrimshaw, but is in fact an egg about the size of your fist, and it is intricately carved. First of all, what's scrimshaw? Carving on like whale teeth. Oh, okay. Oh, is that every card? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking Mishan. It's all the same sort of stuff. It's, it's find something and carve in it. It's material system. Yeah. So this yeah this this has some intricate carving in there. It's because I've stained in red. Can You've I... just taken this out. Uh, the guy is on the way up to the captain. Mm-hmm. What is it you want him to do? In doing this, can I roll? I don't know if it'd be insight or perception. Oh, perception. Can I tell if the egg is hollow or not? It's heavy. It's it's very heavy. Okay. All right. I want to get back to the situation at hand, which is ask. What are they signalling? What are, what are they replying? What have you said to them? What have they said back? The, the captain completely ignores you as his first mate comes up to tell him exactly that. And he says, uh, Captain, it's the family. They're, they're asking us to, to heave to. Or whatever stop is in nautical. 
I am going to use Intimidate, which will be interesting. And I am going to aggressively ask the captain, Captain, what were your orders? 19. 19, uh, he does not make it. The captain sort of turns to you and there's something weird about your eyes. And you're sort of looking at them. There's this odd colour in your eyes and he actually notices it for the first time. Um, and you see him just sort of like blink and sort of come back. So as, as it sort of turns to you, with the, the intention of giving you a sort of a shut the fuck up kind of look, mm. it sort of turns into that kind of, oh, oh, right. Uh, and just with that temporary discombobulation, um, I had descriptions of you, my orders are to take you to safe harbour where you can reach the green, wait for your return and bring you back. At which point I'm going to get fuzz, crawl out of my jacket, He's going to crawl across my shoulder, and as he does it, he's going to increase his size, so I've got like a, a miniature dragon wrapped around my neck. Yes, to do that. <laughs> yes. Is there any kind of response from him when I do this? Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't quite freak the fuck out with that look of, oh, right, okay, has turned into, oh, right, okay. Do we look like the average passengers? No, sir, you do not. Right, then. So when I tell you, you are to get us to our destination as quickly as possible does heaving to, to let that ship come next to us, expedite us on getting there quickly. You're asking me to run from the family? I am asking you to do your job. Perhaps you should transfer to their ship, their their faster ship. At which point, I want to emphasise this even more, and I'm going to use my fake presence on Wisdom saving throw against my uh, Warlock spell DC. Which is? Fifteen, and it's a ten-foot cube, so it, this would be his second mate would be affected by this as well. The captain isn't affected by it, but he does see like a change in you. There's all the, the, the purple and rice flares, but uh, but the first mate is so. Well, in fact, you, you describe. And it, I so. am going for the fried mink. So the, the fried. So the, the first mate is affected. The captain isn't. Describe what happens. My shape changes in that I appear to kind of grow ever so slightly. My features become more angular and the brightness of the purple on my eyes increases. So you're Gandalf? Yeah, I, I hate the fact that this is what I've established is what happens. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much. It's exactly it's exactly what I did last time, actually. So I've... I've, I've, I've yeah. <laughs> Different doubt scales. Yep. Hello, dragon people. No, so we are, in, on important, we are on important business the shadow of the blue. You do not know everything that is happening in the family. We know more than you. And we know that these people stopping you will not help the family. Roll persuasion with advantage. Because his first mate is properly... That's 19. Um, that was a 5, so persuasion... So that was a 22. 22. He's incapable of rolling 22. Yeah, but he rolled very low as well. He is immediately swayed by, by your uh, presence and your command of the situation. It seems like... Uh, for all he knows, you're the shadow of the purple. Yeah. And <laughs> of, of, co- of course you're right, brother. And he turns to his first mate and he, he says, put up all available sail, make all speed. He says, shall, shall we not stop, Captain? No, we shall, we shall make full speed. Hesitates and then goes and starts shouting at the crew to get speed on. And almost immediately um, a, a sail gets pulled up from the flying jib in front of the ship. Um, so that gets pulled up and it, the wind takes it and it, there's an immediate burst of speed. However, the ship at the back is still gaining and it is virtually on your bow at this point. Stern. I, have, stern, yes. I have one last trick and I 
swear to God, if this goes as I want it to, it will make me very happy. I would like to cast Minor Illusion, and you know the pebble that we've established with the sun mm-hmm. in it? I wish to cast... Not my- sun, it's a symbol. Sorry, symbol, sorry. Yep. Uh, with, with It looks like a sun with regular lines coming off it. I want to try and cast, with Minor Illusion, a purple one of those in my hand. <laughs> just to fully cement my position of authority with these people. You sort of cast this... Uh, in fact, roll me roll me deception. Let's see how suave you are with this. Like, are you just going... <laughs> <laughs> no, I well... I see you. No, you don't. 20, not natural. Okay. So, yeah, you, so rather than sort of be, be going, hey, come on, like, that Wayne's World with the passes. Yeah, so it's kind of... <laughs> so it's casually, I just kind of, like, reach into my pocket and just pull this thing out and just present it as if it's the, the most normal thing in the world for me to, to do. I just lean forward. Uh, my credentials? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perhaps prepare to repel borders. And he looks very, very, very shocked at that. But going on, on that, he does actually issue the orders. Thank you, that was exactly what I was about to do. Or hence the battle stations, or hence the battle stations. Uh, Make ready for borders. Gimbal's going to just shout, is there any way we can slow them down? Immediately the crew go about and start... Um, Making ready, they they make sure that all the ropes are tight, and they make sure all the the sails done. They lock, start locking things down. Anything they're doing, like you're swabbing the decks or, or um, making repairs and things, are immediately dropped. Um, anything that could be a weapon is put into a belt. Um, so there are several belaying pins go into belts. There's um, essentially they're, they're mostly armed with clubs. A few of them have a um, a hammer, like a workman's hammer, or one of them, sorry, does. Uh, but yeah, the, the rest of them are kind of just armed with whatever they can. This is not a military vessel, so they don't really have anything at all. You notice that the captain does actually have um, a sword at his at his side, a straight-bladed sword at his side. And while this happens, the other ship starts closing and their bow is, is um, they're, you know, they're, 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 set, they're uh, say maybe 20 feet off to port, but they're closing rapidly and their bow is creeping up on the stern and they start shouting over and they say, Stop! Stop! They've killed the white! They've killed the white! There's two possible things that Gibbon wants to try here. I don't, I don't know if we'll be allowed to do either. So, you'll have to... The dice shall decide. So, do, do, <laughs> okay. what, what, do, what do you want to do? Basically, I've got two possible things that I think might help us here. In fact, tell me what you are going to do. Okay. Because I'm not going to tell you what your chances of success are. Okay, well, he's, going, he's just going to run to the back and just be like, uh, cloud of daggers... At the centre of their sail. Roll me, roll me Arcana. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't do the sail. Do the rigging. Sorry, this is metagaming to, to fuck, but... Well, no, no, no. That's, <laughs> Sorry. that's fair, that's fair. But rigging yeah. usually carries spare ropes. Sails is very, very big. You have to repair it. Mm. And if you destroy the main sail, which is where they get the main... Uh, forward frost from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, For the viewers, that was a laugh of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewers, dear so God. You say this, but they're all sat at home, and when they hear that, at least half of them will go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong half. It doesn't matter. It's still half. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 main, the main forward thrust comes from the main sail. That's, that's what catches the most uh, the wind. So, so do it. What, what, yeah. This is what you want to do, you do it. Okay, so you said roll Arcana, and I don't know what my Arcana is. Intelligence Arcana. Um, I'm basically fishing for a 1. 15. Uh, well, it's a 5 foot cube, isn't it? Yeah. You cast this 5 foot cube of things, and, and basically that doesn't move, 
and the ship does. Yeah. So as it sails through, it enters this square, and a five-foot square in the centre of its main sail gets ripped to shreds, and it almost perfectly cuts out a square. As it comes through, there are even marks made on the mast and such, and the little splinters going everywhere. There is a slight drop in speed as the uh, the wind drops out of the main sail. It being a two-masted ship has two main sails, though, so it's not uh, done as much as it could be. passing have. through it. Really How long does it last? Ship. Um, it is up to a minute. Up to a minute. In fact, that's a very good point. It does exactly that. So it goes through, uh, passes through, and so you see this um, cube shape sort of passing down the um, the, the sails. Uh, it goes through the first mainsail, um, through the second mainsail, uh, and as it goes towards the back, where there are a couple of is it a spanker? Um, yeah, so um, you know more than me. More sails. <laughs> and, uh, th- more sails, uh, which are set lower. Uh, it does pass through the top of where uh, the sail meets the rigging and severs it, and the back sail just drops. Um, they've lost a significant amount of speed. Gimbal throws up both hands and does a bit too much. <laughs> However, um, a little bit of capering on the deck. At that point, um, they had drawn level. Their bow had drawn level with your stern. Um, three people at the, at the front of the, of the ship throw hooks over with, with ropes to try and uh, grapple on. And one of them uh, makes a solid contact with the rail of the stern. And uh, it quickly fastens off the slack to, to his uh, ship and pulls it in. I'm going to slice the rope. Okay, uh, so you're going to have to run all the way down because the captain's at the front of the ship, there at the back. Um, so I am still at the How big is it? Uh, this is a 60 foot. 60 foot. So, so you've got about, let's say, 50 feet to go. I am, st- I am at the stern. Yeah. Well, a rapier is no good for cutting through a <laughs> uh, At this point, I want you to roll initiative, please, because we're doing things. Okay. Oh! I'm that one. Uh, natural one as well. For, that's for Fuss, though. So. Um, got a so 21. Uh, I'll roll for Karahad. Uh, ooh. Uh, Karahad there. Um, and then we've got those guys. So we are going to have... Twat one. Twat one is the folks at the front of the ship. Just for everyone out there in internet land, we're laughing because... He's named several of the NBCs. Very, various enumerations of twat. Yes. There, there is blank and twat one. All right. Uh, this lot is your crew. Okay. Um, that is a twat, and that is a twat. Okay. So, Jace. I, in that case, it, since it, the rope is too far away, I'm just going to pull out one of my throwing darts and just try and get the rope. What the throwing darts? Hmm? What throwing darts? Come back. Nope. <laughs> you have some crossbow bolts and a heavy crossbow. Crossbow bolts and a heavy crossbow. Probably not going to I'm not going to be able to shoot out of a rope. A spinning like knife is one thing. You can shoot with All, all you have, the, the, the disadvantage you have with the. Well, I don't get the, You don't get proficiency. So for the time being, I'm just going to rush. I guess I'm going to dash up to the rope and take up position with muscle withdrawn. Okay. So you do that. Um, you can do that. No, he dashes. He's, dash he's used the dash action. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So double movement, so I'm all the way to the rope with my serpent there. Ah. Yeah, just just unable to take a good swing. Karahad, what's he doing? What's what's Karahad doing? 
Shield wall. Himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carahad. Let's let's say Carahad was keeping well out of it, and he's in the middle of the ship, so he can be at the front, back, wherever. So, wh- what what position is Carahad taking up? Um, where the hell they're going to board? I guess. Well, they'll be coming from the stern of the ship, because they're on the prow. Mm. There's. So the question is: Is Carahad going to be stood uh, next to Jace, next to Gimbal, or between the two? Does this have a raised hind castle? Ever so slightly. Like a foot. <laughs> I still don't know what poop that is. I don't want to know. <laughs> I think it's just it's the main deck in the middle, I think. Castle, four castle, poop deck. Fair enough. Right, let's be kind to you and say that Karahad is in the middle of Jace and Gimbal, so that uh, on his reaction he can shield either of you. Okay? But you can only do one per turn. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, your crew. Uh, roll me. Somebody roll me a d20. Ten. They are taking basic actions and precautions. They're mostly still fastening down a ship so that if they do get boarded, they can repel without having to go back and tighten ropes and things. From the forecastle of the other ship, uh, a chap who is, is very obviously one of the chosen, he is full scale, and he sort of strides up, holds his, his, his hand aloft, and he sort of takes his hand out and he starts pointing at Jace and this aura builds up around his hand and then he just extends and the three talons that he has come out and, point, and they're basically pointing at Gimbal, Karahad and Jace. He will let off a shining bolt of, of, of light streaks towards Gimbal and does five points of damage at Karahad, three points of damage at Jace, five points of damage. Rude, what are you going to do? Um, if I, I've got 30 foot of movement, what I want to cast has a range of 60 foot. Can I get close enough to their wheel that I can... No, their wheel is right in the back of their ship. Their ship is like 80 feet to 100 feet long. It's, it's a big, long ship. It's thin, but long. So it'd take me about two moves to get within range, basically. Their wheel is 80 feet away from me. From, from, the, from the back of the <coughs> airship. Have, from the back of the ship. the masts. Yeah. Oh! No! Okay. <laughs> Let me just... I need to... I, I, I have in mind you have a specific spell which would really, truly fuck me up, but uh, um, let's see if we can figure that one out. I can cast spells, but I, I, I know it's in here and I will find the exact wording for it if you really want me to, but I know I can uh, cast spells, so fuss can deliver them by contact. Okay. So I, will, yeah. I will allow it for now and, and, uh, and if it doesn't work we'll just call it you inspired in the moment. Yeah. So we'll allow that for now because that sounds interesting. Essentially okay. you cast the spell on first as your action and then as his action he goes and delivers a touch attack. Right, okay. So yeah, so I'm going to move 30 feet and while he's flying he can, he can fly uh, 60 feet. He's got his own turn, remember, so he's on your shoulder. Yeah, so, okay, so he's on my shoulder. I'm going to move 30 feet, and then he'll get the 60 feet, and then that still won't be enough. Still won't be enough, then. Can I double move, then? So I get 60 feet, and then he'll get 60 feet. You've only got 30 feet to the back of your ship. Okay. All right, move to the back of the ship, then. Okay. What other spells? You just told you you've got a spell that could fuck him up. What could it be? I'm really hoping it's this one. We'll we'll figure out. Basically. Um, So... Uh, you, you move up, um, so you're looking to target the, the, the wheel. Yes. There's... Let's say, let's say the wheel is 
70 feet now away from the uh, away, away from the stern of your ship. They are still gaining because they've got someone who's, who's pulling and they're still, they've still got a lot of mm-hmm. momentum, so they haven't immediately just dropped dead um, because of this damage to the sails. Um, so they're just not gaining as fast as they would have done. All right. Okay, so in that case then, I'm going to cast, before I set him loose, Shatter on Fuss. The element of it is, because um, essentially I want him to essentially land on the guy who is doing the, the wheel, helmsman. the helmsman, yeah, but as an added bonus, a um, non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage if it is in the spell's area. Cool. All right. And Which is why that is the spell. That's not the method. Uh, so, so that's cast. He does, yeah. Does anything happen? Is he glowing or is he just? It, it, uh, I uh, for shits and giggles. Let's just say his eyes glow purple. Cool. The energy contained within him. I was going to say, what's the range of this spell? It is. Gives him no, 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 no. The range of effect. It, it, the range of effect is. Sorry, ten, this is just is a, It's a ten foot radius. You realize you could just touch the side of the ship and then hole in the rope. Or I was more thinking hole in hole. I'm going to cut the rope off. But anyway, okay. I was trying to destroy that wheel because ultimately that would cripple them. So we're on to the. This is this is the thing. There's, not, there's many things we can do. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to sinking them. Yeah. Okay. All the right notes, not necessarily so, in the right order. Yeah. Okay. So onto their crew. Um, so the. Uh, the, the guy at the front is, is going to continue locking down his uh, his rope, um, and he's uh, he's now got someone else who's rushed up to, to help. The other two next to him um, are both going to throw their grapples, and they're going to connect as well. So they're going to start coming in, and these ropes are now taut. You know, so they you know locked them off, got them around a, a, a pole with like a, a yard or something like that, and just coming on in. So th- these are very tight ropes, um, and. Behind them, or uh, sort of on the other side of the stern, um, there are at least three chaps with bows, short bows. Um, one of which misses, misses. Okay, um, they loose all around you, um, and it's clear that they're they're picking targets from everyone, not just you, and uh, they kill one of your crew. Fuss, no gimbal. How thick are these ropes? The ropes that they've thrown. Yeah, the grapples. Three quarter inch inch. How close together are the ropes? They're sort of within fifteen feet of each other, so there's there's a, there's a good spread. So, so are they arranged across the stern of the ship or along the side? Uh, two, uh, one of them is on um, the on the side, uh, and two of them are on the actual stern. So one's on the port side, one's on, and two on the stern. The one that landed first is on the stern. Um, another one landed on the port side, and one landed on the stern again. The one that landed first is kind of just in the corner, it's just sort of slid in it. Yeah, yeah. So those are the two that I'm supposed to? Yes. I'd say uh, from where you are, you're probably equidistant from all of them. Is Jace. Gimbal, I, I sort of envisage you sort of being like in the middle of the back, if that's accurate. Well, no, but I literally ran through the stern, so yeah. um, and I was as close to the other ship as I get to cast the yeah. blade war, uh, clothing daggers. So again, there's two possible things I can do here. I can try Cloud of Daggers against cut through the ropes, but it only has a five foot cube radius. These are 15 feet away from each other, it's not going to get off. Well, we are moving. That's what we're getting. Between their ship and our ship. Sticks, sticks, sticks. I do keep forgetting. Something I should have forgotten as well, but I'm not. Jace, uh, you know full well a ship of that size would have a complement of about 20 sailors. They seem to have some marines. Hence the armed archers and things. Sailors don't really shoot bows. 
Yeah, so okay, so they've got Bane, which basically means that um, the guy casting the spells at the front of their ship um, takes a, a D4 um, penalty to attack rolls. Okay. So he keeps using magic missile, he doesn't have to take attack rolls. <laughs> I forgot how much fun that spell was. I also have a dagger, which um, I can use to cut the ropes. I don't think I have anything else that could be of service right now. Don't forget, you've got specifically Blink's dagger, which is. No, I don't. No, you don't. Oh, that's gone. Remember, oh, is it? Yes, remember when I was invisible? Yeah, oh. float a dagger up. Float, float through it at the line. Um, is that the one you used? Yeah. Apparently, oh, because it's dead, we now know. Because yeah. you're shouting at us, they poison. killed the white! Yeah. He dipped him in poison, I was thinking if it could just, he didn't have to get stabbed, yeah. or if I had to just nick her arm or something. More to the point, he dipped it in poison that he got on the DL from the shadiest motherfucker in the town. Yeah. Who very much, even in a clandestine mission, didn't want anyone knowing it was handing him this poison. Yeah. Just saying. Details. Mm. So what, do you, what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. Choices, choices. Um, I'm going to go with Blade Ward again. I'm going to cast it outside of the ship so that obviously I can move forward and just kind of hopefully share some ropes. Okay, so adjacent to their ship, adjacent uh, to yours? Basically midway between the two ships. Midway between the two yeah, ships. so starting with the rope closest to us. Um, and obviously if those three ropes are taut, it should just okay. go in a straight line across them. Absolutely, yeah. So you've done that. Excellent. Are you spending your spell points? Yes, I am. Uh, That's my second one on daggers. Right. I wish and I had that many spell points to spend. Yeah. Thing is, I'm a bard. How do I have this many spell points? But then okay. uh, he needs to sleep. You need a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you have invocations, which are free spells. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, so fuss, fuss is double moving. He can still deliver the spell. Where, yeah, because all he has to do is essentially just land what's, on this What's guy. his fly speed? His flight is 60 feet. 60 feet, so in one move he can get 60 feet, yeah? Yeah, in, when flying. And that'll put him uh, 20 feet away from... Well, 10, 20 feet away from the, the, the helmsman. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, so that's oh, what... what? Uh, they're, they're still moving forward. It's, it's round-based, so the, the, yeah. the start of the next round they'll move. Okay, yeah, and he's going to hold action, uh, which is, you know, delivering. He can deliver a spell. What's the range of the spell? Uh, spell, well, no, when doing it like this, you can only deliver it by touch. So he has to be at the epicenter. Okay, yes. Cool. Say, right. could, he, could he double move and get there? Uh, he could most definitely double move and, and get there. Double the spell, all he has to do is land on the guy. Okay. It's, you know, uh, delivering the spell is a touch attack. Right. Okay. In fact, fuck it. No, that's that's. Let's be cinematic about this. Yeah, you can double move and just smack into the guy. Yeah. Not not scaling for Okay. So what he's going to do is he's going to fly along, and uh, he's going to swoop in towards this guy, and this guy's going to be like, "Oh, what the fuck's this?" And he's just going to kind of like land very briefly on his shoulder, and then instantly jump away. Um, um, but as he does, his eyes are no longer glowing, and it's obvious that he's delivered that energy. I mean, there's a power fart. Yes, and there's, uh. there's this there's the slightest moment. I could just I could just see this like a very Pixar kind yeah. of like how to train your dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As dragon comes in, is like coming towards camera and tries to stop, and is like properly flapping him. Ah! Stops, hits the guy, uh, and, and then barrels off. Make a. Um, you have to roll for it. I, I, I'm going to say that Fuss is going to have to make a. Dexterity save. No, fuck it. Let's let's call it spellcasting. It's constitution save. It is. Um, the, the spell itself is basically whoever is affected by it does a constitu- constitution Wait for save. Wait Yeah. First does a constitution save first. Okay. Um, 
four. Four? Okay, uh, he hits the guy. Five, actually, sorry, but yeah. So he hits the guy, um, and it's just misjudging because this guy's moving faster than he thinks in the level. So he hits the guy, and instead of landing and flying away all cool, he sort of hits the guy on the shoulder, deposits the spell, but rolls along the deck as well. So he's, he's now on the deck, and he may or may not be injured. You don't know yet. Uh, spell goes off. What does it do? Tell me what it does. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere uh, centred on the epicentre. Let's say there's three. Okay. Uh, makes the const- Navigator make- and helmsman. Yes, makes a constitution saving throw. If they fail, they get all of the damage. If they succeed, they get half the damage. Okay. Helmsman saves. And the guy next to him does not. The very important man. Okay, and... <laughs> and, 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 and... Um, a non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes the damage if it is in the spell's area, which in this case which is specifically the wheel. It is, yes. Okay, so let's hope I do enough damage. Three... Six... Thirteen. The chap at the wheel is rocked by this, sort of sinks to one knee and, and one hand, bleeding from the, the nose and ears. The guy next to him at the uh, the wheel... Do we round up or round down for these things? Uh, we always round down. Okay, so six. The guy, so the Dash. guy next to him, who took the full brunt, seems to be sort of like pushed aside a little bit and kind of rolls with it. And you can see that he took that full in the face, but he seems to be very, very tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Jace! First of all, what happens to the wheel, though? The wheel, I'm going to have a look. There's a table for doors and such. So I'm going to see what it would take to shatter. I think it would shatter a, a normal door would mm. probably be the same for the wheel, is my thinking. So Rue delivers his spell, and this force erupts from this guy's chest, drives him to his knees. The chap next to him takes it full in the face, and just his face hardens against it. As for the wheel... Splinter Splinters everywhere. And uh, roll me a d6. Who's this for? Me? Just roll me a d6. Six. Wood flies everywhere and splinters sort of go in all directions and into the, the guys at the um, at the wheel as well. I'm contributing. <laughs> it never <laughs> happens. Seriously, it's the first time he's ever been actually <laughs> <laughs> And I'm standing there like the melee guy just like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm just <laughs> standing here ropes. getting hit. Karahad. What's Karahad doing? Uh, no, Jason said that. Oh, no, that's absolutely right. No, so, um, yep, so the, the ship's roll forward. It comes closer to you being drawn by these, these three guys. The bow of their ship makes contact, so you're now not bow to stern straight, but uh, sort of bow is on is on the port side of your of your stern. Um, so there is space for people to jump over. As they get just within range, roll me your damage. Uh, right, so the damage is forty-four. Thirteen. Thirteen damage. All right. So I want to see how lucky you are. High or low for a good result? Face it, low. <laughs> oh, I don't know, because I said that when he was using his E100. Mm. Um, whereas when I was given, when I was it's a random mine, number generator. <laughs> I was mine, King's a high one. So. As soon as any, as soon as any random chance comes in, all the superstitions come yeah. out. Stop yeah. wanking the dice and play. <laughs> okay. Some salt. Here. Throw over. Just gonna call it high again. High. Thirty-four failed. Okay, and another. Seventy. And another. 
23. The centre rope snaps and twangs back. The the tension on it just releases the rope, it snaps back and hits this guy in the face. <laughs> um, so he is slightly dazed. Anything else you want to do? Actually, um, no, sorry, it's, uh, it's Jace. It's Jace's turn now. Right, so the rope I ran up to is now gone. The one no, in the no. middle is, is gone. No, the you are, the that's the one in the middle, which is the first right. one that they you're, threw. You're basically five feet from the other two, which right. is left and right. And how many guys look like they're about to jump over? Um, there are at least four guys. <laughs> There's now the oh. rudderless ship lurch or do anything crazy, is it, or is it? That's it's literally just happened. So literally just happened. Right, despite my monkeyness, I'm just going to be really boring and run up and cut the rope on the rear. Rope on the rear, yep. Uh, make a strength check, please. Uh, I'm just going to be a dex check. That was fun. You can always substitute dex for strength. With, uh, you can mm-hmm. have bardic inspiration as well, which gives you an MP6. Oh, yes, please. How is it you inspire him? Well, he's just seen me cast this spell on one of these ropes and gone. You can't do that off your turn. That's not a reaction. Is it not? No, it's not. It's an action. Oh, so I actually have to go. Oh, I inspire him. Yeah. Oh, oh crap. See, this is what I mean. Not enough room to write this shit down. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to, unless you want to find out something, otherwise. Fifteen. Fifteen. Gate. You sever the rope. Uh, so, which one did you go on? Left or right? Um, the, the one attached to the castle. The stern. Okay. Yeah. So you reckon that was that was probably the one that was uh, stabilising them. So you, you cut that, and you get the feeling the ship's going to start to to lurch a little bit before uh, its action against the sea draws it back in line. The ship that you're on also shakes, shudders, as both of these ropes snap almost instantaneously. Everyone standing on the ship, please make me a constitution save. 17. Give us a good low sense 15. And what was Jace? Four. Both you and Karahad, because you went you went towards Karahad when you went to cut this rope. And so there's a shudder and you, you go to get your feet and you, both you and Karahad sort of like trip over each other and end up on your asses. You're now prone. Your own crew. Someone roll me a d20. Who's feeling lucky? Five. Five. Uh, your crew are scared and they are really not doing anything to, re- to repel anyone. So they, they're, they're not in, in the best place. They're not looking like they're going to engage anyone who's going to come over. They're not thinking about things to throw over anything like that. They're, they're just looking like, oh, what do we do? And chap on front of the boat looks very pissed off. But yeah, but describe that welt that's coming up on his face from the rope. Though. It's not him. Oh, was it not him? Oh. It was, he's at the very prow yeah. um, uh, of, of the ship, of the schooner. Um, then you've got the three guys just behind him who are against, I can't remember the word, but I'm just going to say rail. Um, Good job, because if you hadn't used the real word, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones who have been casting the ropes. Yeah. Behind okay. them are three archers. So the chap at the front of the ship again points his hand towards these guys. He's just targeting the people who are standing, so Rue and Gimbal. You're gonna get these. And as he charges up his spell and, and lets it off. The phaser ranks are just fine. Gimbal, take three damage. Rue, take four damage. Rue, take another three damage, so you take seven overall. He is going to bark some orders at, uh, at people to get to get in and, and, and start boarding. There is still a single point of contact between your ship and theirs as their, their graph is closed in. Rue! I am going to psychically tell Fuzz to get his ass back here, and then I'm going to charge to the other end of the boat, because you said ours was only about 30 foot. Yours is about 60 feet. Oh, 60 feet. Okay, so I'm going to um, come back the 30 feet that I can, Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, Eldritch Blast, because that's got 120 feet. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take a shot at the, uh, the main lizard guy that's causing all the damage. You may do so. Range spell attack. 12. 12 versus AC. Hits him. Score. Right. Give me some damage. 6 damage. He takes the blow in the shoulder and it spins him slightly. So it kind of unbalances him. Excellent. Uh, I believe that's everything you can do unless you've got any bonus actions. No. Okay, so it's their crew. Firstly, three archers are going to loose. They're going to shoot um, one towards Rue, who's just done something weird. Does a 16 hit your AC? Yes. Ooh, take some damage. Uh, it is... Take three damage. Uh, another one is going to shoot at Jace uh, with disadvantage because you're prone. And does a 16 hit your AC? It does. But, oh yeah, roll for damage. Four damage. I negate the damage with deflect the side. So rolling across, I swipe my sword across and... Don't negate it by a d10. Huh? Plus d10 your, plus... Plus your level. Dexterity plus my level, which together makes four. Okay, roll it. I just want to see how this is custom work. Eight. Snatch it out of the air, so it reduces it to zero, and uh, what do you do? I'm not sorry, Okay. Finally, uh, I just deflected. Okay, so, so you sort of hit the ground, someone takes a pot shot of you, just <laughs> straight in front of <laughs> the your face. The sword just comes across and knocks it very... Uh, very hero style. As, as you're falling, you're like, oh, fuck. I meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fall ungracefully, but yet perform a near superhuman feat of deflecting the sword. <laughs> One of the chaps uh, who is immediately behind the successful grappler uh, is going to jump on board, and he's going to attack the nearest person to him, which is Karahad, but he's not in the fight, so he's going to pick um, a random member of crew, and he's going to just... Charge forward. He's actually carrying a short sword. Draws it, carves this guy, stabs into his neck, and drops him. And the chap at the at the, at the back of the ship, who is uh, not so damaged, starts walking towards Fuss, and he's going to try and grab him. That's going to be a grapple. Eleven versus yours. So five. Uh, what would I be adding to that strength? Is acrobatics or athletics? I'm going to say acrobatics. Batics, which is dexterity, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, seven, so yeah, no. Okay, so he walks yeah. over and he grabs Fuss by the neck um, and, and lifts him up. And that's all he can do for now. At which point, also, he feels a twinge as this happens. Gimbal. So, Gimbal um, has obviously just, like I said, seen things going so well. This one guy just climbed me. they just dropped onto the ship and taken out a crew member. Gimbal's going to um, whip out his radio and leave him. Yeah, go for it. Um, six. Six does not hit. Okay. Five inspiration on Jace. How are you inspiring me? Basically see me casting spells left, right and centre, cutting ropes, slashing oh. sails and... By example. Yeah, literally <laughs> leading by example. Gimbal's like this little wrinkly blur just everywhere. I'm like a, ti- I'm like a tiny Errol Flint. Fuss. <laughs> <laughs> Fuss is grappled. Technically Fuss can't actually do anything because... Doesn't have a poison sting? Well, it's not that. If we're going by the rules, 
the only way he actually gets to do an action is if um, Rue sacrifices his, his action so he can do something in turn, which is one of the problems with familiars. They're not really very useful in combat. I'm going to say that is bullshit. He's got a stinger. He can use it. Okay, then. In that case, then, he isn't going to use his stinger. He is actually going to try and bite this guy. Guy's got him by the neck. He's not going to have much... Okay, this, he's going to try and sting the guy. <laughs> uh, he may do so with advantage. Okay, so it's a melee weapon attack with a plus four. Melee attack? Okay, so... Oh, I was just going to say he's, he's going to try and sting the arm that he's attached to. Uh, 15 plus four, 19. Is going to hit. So this is 1d4 plus two piercing damage. Uh, three points of damage. However, this chap needs to do a constitution saving throw. Versus? Versus my DC of 11. Does not make it. What does he actually get? Because depending on what he gets... Uh, standard poisoned, uh, which I would be doing for a familiar. Imagine, you know, he, he's, he's not bringing down bison, so uh, if... it's a standard poison, um, which means that the, the captain here is going to get uh, disadvantage on everything he's going to roll. What do you actually roll, though, out of interest? I rolled a nine. Okay, yeah, you're fine. It's, if, you, if you roll under a six, the target falls unconscious for the same duration that he would otherwise be poisoned. Okay. So, but yeah, he's fine. He's just poisoned at this point. All right, so that's happened. Um, so he is poisoned. Fuss, so we can't take a can't take a move or an action. Actually, let me. I was about to say, did he release him when he got stung? Did the shock of it make him release his grip? Hi, hello. Hi. Roll two d ten. Thirty nine. Nope, he did not. Yeah. The rope um, that's holding these two ships together strains mightily, and holds with an at twenty. The only twenty I'm going to roll today, <laughs> and. It's, it, it seems like it's, it's been tied on really well, like, so there's a couple of goes around, so your two ships are tied together by several loops of rope now. Uh, who are we on to now? Jace! I'm just trying to figure out where everything is, so how far away am I from the last remaining tether? Uh, let's say 10 feet. 10 feet. Right, I'm going to get up, choose half of my movement, run over to the rope and final rope and cut it. So you still probably have like 90 feet of movement left as you want? That's um, fine, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, roll me a strength, please. And you're cutting through several things at this point, so it's going to be... I'll tell you what the DC is. There's only one rope, really. There's one rope, but it's coiled around. Because uh, I rolled a nat 20 about how strong it's going to be, so like, uh, if I roll a 1, it would snap. Um, so the, there's now several coils around, so there's like, tied it on, got got there, and kind of yeah, yeah. bundled it on. So I'm going to say that your DC is going to be... It's going to be 18. To cut through uh, three inch thick ropes. Right. With can not a lot of space. You most certainly can. Come on! Daddy needs a brand new car! Oh shit. Nine. It's gonna be close. Nine, four, three, Numbers. sixteen, and eighteen. <laughs> what do you get? Eighteen. Eighteen equals the DC. You hit. Hey! <laughs> As I leap up, finally displaying some some slight vestige of my usual acrobatics, jump up and just swing my huge war knife down and, and sever the ropes. If you like, you can be on the rail when that happens. I'm not Errol Flynn. He's Errol Flynn. It's not that. That's probably not a good idea anyway, because <laughs> when that last rope goes, our ship is going to go, <laughs> and you're going to go, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so you, you get up to there, you sort of uh, look at it, assess it, and just kind of catch it just right as you swing this Kriegsmesser um, in a, in a 
um, holding your, your sword like an oar, almost with a thumb on the back, and just turn your wrist, turns into a flat arc, and it's in a perfect Svahau, just severs all three of these loops. And there is a lurch as the ships part. Everyone roll me a constitution check! <laughs> DC 10. Okay. Oh, DC 10, sorry. No, no, it's a D20. DC oh. is 10. 10! Well, no, that's 17. 17. Yay! <laughs> 17. <laughs> 17 and... No, Foss isn't on the uh, ship, so... Uh, okay, so 17. Uh, and later. I'm going to roll for these guys. That's too short. Oh, actually 19, actually. Sorry, my, my bad. Okay, so uh, one of the other crew is going to fall over. High or low for a good result? Low. Low. Low, low, low yeah. I rolled a one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you get to decide who goes arse over tits <coughs> sustaining damage. On our ship or their ship? On theirs. One of them is going to do it. Everyone else rolled The really guy good. holding fuss. The guy holding fuss. Is it fine by me? <laughs> Not the cannon in the front. The guy holding fuss. Okay. Uh, excellent. Thank you. Um, so we're yeah, all, he, he goes arse over tit. We all love our pets here. Yeah. Come on. He goes arse over tit. He takes... In fact, someone else... Uh, someone roll me a d6. Uh, so he goes arse over tit and slams into the back rail. Uh, and in doing so, let's go a fuss. Karahad, what's Karahad doing? The moment he's not doing anything. It's a, he can take an action to give one of you advantage on the next roll. He's, he's using his shields to block the wizard. So letting him be free to cast spells. Excellent. I'm halfway down the boat, so I'm actually nowhere near Karahad at this point. No, you can get there. He's fine. That's, that's exactly what he's doing. That that is Karahad. He's he's doing nothing but doing that thing. Advantage okay. or... he's, he's very selfless. Yeah. He, you know, so protects his friends. Any, when he's not here. Any yeah. ranged attacks against you, he will impose well, disadvantage on them. Uh, mm-hmm. And your next D twenty roll is going to have advantage because you are shielded and you feel secure. Okay. Cool. Someone roll me a D twenty for your crew. Two. Worst crew ever. Running the fuck away from the guy with a sword on their deck. <laughs> At least I'm intimidating someone. Well, no, no, that guy. The, the captain um, has made his way down to the bottom of the ship and he's um, taking taking control of a rudder and uh, doing nothing else because the, the ship's sort of like thrashing around so he's trying to make headway and make best sail. The chap at the front of the ship, who did not fall over, um, points once again and uh, he charges up his magic missile um, and he is going to... Gimbal, <laughs> five points of damage. Jace, two points of damage. Rue, do you know what? You've got a shield in front of you, so he's actually going to uh, go for Karahad, and he does uh, five points of damage to Karahad. So Karahad is not looking terribly healthy right now. Uh, but he's got loads of hit points, so it's fine. You then see him sort of uh, draw a long dagger out of his belt, and he runs towards the, um, the, the now separating bow of the ship, and he makes a leap, and splash down, splash down, splash down. So he makes he makes a leap um, to try try and get over this uh, this this gap, which is sort of ever widening. And as he leaps, he sort of, he makes a really good show of it. He's sort of like one foot up on on the, the railing, pushes himself up really well, throws his arm out, and just by a fingertip breadth. Misses the rail on your ship. <laughs> oh, belly flop, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> Someone roll me a d6. Six! It hurts that much oh. um, that he sort of goes down, and Jace, um, as you're right at the rail, 
you hear the unmistakable sound of someone being winded as they go down, and you know full well that's a death sentence. Um, Face down in the water, he's like... So, and a lung full of water. So that's him. Fucked? Rude. So that was the that big, the was big twat, nasty two. Magic man. Okay. Twat number two has gone. Um, what is happening to their boat now that the uh, cable has been caught? Or has that only just happened? Well, they're pretty much dead in the water. They've still got some forward momentum because we were effectively dragging yeah. them along plus what they had before they lost they have, the sails. They still have forward momentum. They're still moving forward. but they, And they still have sails up at the front. There's also flying sails in the front there, or four sails rather. Their, their main sails are still intact, they're just a, a big hole in the middle. And the Latin sail in the back. Uh, uh, have been severed. They are now essentially listing away from you, so they were kind of nosing in at the back, mm-hmm. and the rope snapped their immediate part, that was to sort of like judge both ships away, and it was mo- mostly yours that moved. So yours is kind of being like moved towards them because they're the heavier ship. Mm. And you kind of like went straight again. Which didn't put too much distance between the, the point of contact, but sort of moved you straight. Um, and they have started to peel away. So they, if they're on the right side of your ship as you look towards the front, they're moving off to the right as well. Um, and that, that gap is widening, although turn based, let's call it about eight feet. I'm going to use my movement to get to the back of the ship so I'm as close as possible to these guys. Whilst doing so, I'm going to shout to our captain steer away, their rudder is bollocksed. Well, worst <laughs> effect. I, I, the dead in the water. Yeah, um, something like that. I'm prepared to roll to see how well that goes because my knowledge of nautical terms is terrible. Roll me an intelligence, or would you like this to be one of your areas of expertise that you, you looked at? Uh, no, for the basic principle that I, I'm saving that for a special occasion and I can't see us being on a boat again anytime soon after this charade. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, two, so I know fuck all about boats. Yeah, so, uh, Captain Steer, um, giddy up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so four, Steer, fast, about four with, it, with my bonuses, but yeah. Yeah, you say, uh, their axle's broken, <laughs> it's, it's gone through the big end. Um, their round direction wheel is... <laughs> the, steer, the steerer's gone. <laughs> uh, so the captain's looking over at you and he's thinking, the fuck? So yeah, he's not, not, sort of, uh, not immediately moving. Someone roll me a d20. 16. The crew are on it. They um, sort of rally three remaining members of the crew, apart from the captain, rally and as this this fella um, who, who's boarded realises that he, his ship is, is now gone, rudderless and probably not going to catch up, he sort of looks around, they look at him, he looks at them, they look at him, he looks at them, <laughs> he looks at you, and he immediately drops his weapon, and so they have now captured him. I still have actually an action. Yeah, no, you still have an action. Yeah, so I've yeah, still, still got an action. Okay, so in that case then, um, I'm going to move the distance and I'm going to cast um, uh, Shatter again mm-hmm. on the clump of people on the other boat. So they all need to take uh, Constitution saving throws. So it's a 15, isn't it? Yeah. There are four of them. That's a no, that's a no, that's a yes, and that's a yes. So two of them are going to take full damage, two of them take half. Okay, and uh, it's... Eight, 12, uh, 17 damage. You're on fire. I know, I could have better last week. I not for shit. And then there's silence as a red mist fills the air. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. 
uh, also the the rail in front of them disintegrates and some of the the deck kind of blows up in front of them scattering all of them to the wind we will never play so well again there is now <laughs> no chance that they're gonna catch up with you they are dead in the water they need to make repairs to their hull and they have no uh, rudder chain yeah they are not in any state to make uh to, to make chase yeah to make chase thank you what do i do I want to kill the captive as quickly as possible. Yes. Um, if you yeah. weren't going to do it, I was. <laughs> I was going to say. So what is it you want to do? Gimbal is going to point at the rapier at his throat. He's just going to... So, that's, so this is what you want to do? You want to question yeah. him or something? No, no. I'm going to point at the... I don't want to risk him saying anything to the crew. Do you, so you want to kill him? You want to kill no, him? No. You want to kill him? No, no. I'm not going to kill him. I want to say you're going to roll for who you are, gets to act first oh, here. Fair so what what do you want to do? You're going to throw him over the side. Okay, uh, Gimbal basically effectively wants to get rid of him, so fight the rapier. So it's just not over the light. So you so you want to threat? So you want to sort of threaten? Uh, tell him to sort of chuck him over the, the chuck right. himself over the side like a civilized gentleman. Yeah. Uh, you want to kill him outright? And no, do I want, you want to throw to... him over the side too. Okay, so you want to throw him bodily, and uh, I, I, I'm going to um, stab him in the throat with a dagger. <laughs> Okay, roll. And then throw him over the Everyone side. Everyone roll me an initiative, please. <laughs> 18. 2. Uh, 20. 15. Modified 20. Uh, Gimbal, you get to him first. Fair. Closely followed by Jace. So, um, is this an intimidate? Yeah, it's literally just going to be a... Point of the rapier at start, it's just be like, nod at the side of the ship. Roll me with advantage, please. Uh, 14 and 7. So, 14... 16. 16, and this is going to be a con save, which he does not make. So he looks down at your rapier. He looks tiny at, little ring like yeah. <laughs> looks, <laughs> yeah, looks down at you, looks at your rapier, looks, looks at you, sees the pirate flag, sees the guy coming up uh, with the absolutely massive sword, and sees the look of pure murder in this weirdo's face, <laughs> and just decides... <laughs> Fuck it. I'm out! <laughs> and he is. <laughs> Okay, uh, you are now sans twat. <laughs> okay, so... Um, but Carahead's still here, theoretically. Yep, Carahead's still here. He's still doing something, uh, but he's not around to um, say not to do it. I meant sans twat. I was making it oh, Carahead is a twat. that isn't here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you're a twat. Um, okay, you're out of combat. Tell me what you want to do. Um, Gimbal, first thing, is going to sheath his rapier. Turns to the captain and go... Thank you for your trust. Um, I'm sorry for the loss of your crew. I'm going to chime in, please. You have done a great service to the family this day. Uh, roll me a deception, please. I was going to say, I'm going to roll oh, my eyes. Do, do you actually mean that? I think if I do, I mean it sarcastically. At best. <laughs> Nine for me. Okay, um, so, yeah, you, you, you're sort of maintaining your deception. Gimbal, do you want to actually achieve anything by this? Well, or do you just I, was, want to say it? I was thinking, I was hoping basically to keep him on side, because obviously he's going to want more information about what's happened. Well, I imagine he's going to want more information about what's been going on, because he's just lost three members of crew. He doesn't know what's going to happen when he gets back, etc. So we're trying to basically keep him on side, because there's no sympathy going on here. So. You know what? I'm just going to say a thing right now for, for, for all of you uh, in metagaming, is that this is still fresh in your in your guys' minds, okay? This is a big revela- revelation that you had. You know, remember the big revelation that you had? Yes. About when these guys die and they bleed? <sighs> okay. What do you do when these guys die? He has a knife. Uh, we all do. Yeah. We all, we all picked one up. 
I think Carahad was actually no Carahad we were one short and Carahad didn't take it. It is any of them. It's not just the ones because I I kind of thought it was just the ones that showed signs. Uh, We don't know. We don't know. So what do you want to do right now? Run around Uh, touching touching the knives to all the blood we can find. Fuck, we can't actually do that because by doing that, it that it will mean that they are the family. They'll know that because you only. They know already. There was there was a chosen at the front of that boat. Oh yeah, good point. Fuck yeah, the yeah. Stab, stabby in the head. <laughs> stabby in the head. And Lots of stabbing in one. the head. Yeah. So you go around uh, stabbing people in the head and uh, throwing, uh, throwing the bodies overboard. Well, wouldn't necessarily have to do that, but easy, that's only for burials at sea anyway. But. Yeah. You go um, walking around and uh, plunging these things into uh, the, the the head of the of the, the one who fell on their crew. Um, in fact, it was two. So you sort of you know, just put the dagger into. Is there a gentle way to do this and just like just plunge the dagger in there? No one seems to bat an eyelid um, as you sort of like look around, sort of, you know, haul them over. The captain goes, uh, "Please, uh, we, we, we will attend to them." And, and the rest of the crew come up and, and they move into the side of the boat and they just stow them for a while and they they, they make um, whatever actions they deem necessary to get underway. Uh, and once there is a, a quiet moment just after they've set sail, uh, once more is is uh, set the sail and, and got an active crew going, they will um, uh, take some old tattered sailcloth from under the deck and roll them up and then slide them into the sea. I want to do a detect magic to make sure we've got all this. Yep, you do a detect magic. Um, you detect the magic in the daggers mm-hmm. um, and there is none elsewhere. However, just casting around, uh, you do see that there is a glow of, of this, this sort of white noise magic coming from uh, several fathoms below you to the rear. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is also a bit of a glow happening at the, the bow of this ship that you are now probably like 100, 120 feet away from. And uh, normally Detect Magic probably wouldn't probably be that strong, but this is entering into the field that you, that you can detect. Um, and at that moment, there is a massive inrush of air and the ship just winks out of existence along with a bowl-shaped depression in the surface of the sea. <laughs> and your ship is dragged backwards as a, war- as a whirlpool forms. And just as it seems that you're going to be pulled into it, the sea equalises again. And there's a bit of a sloshing around and your captain panics a bit and sort of makes a few course corrections but manages to not be whirled around by this thing. That's all she wrote. So, <laughs> okay, what is what is your what's your plan now? We'll we'll say that um, it's quietened down and the immediate post battle triage has been taken care of. People have been patched up. You can spend your healing surges as it were. Spend your uh, hit dice rather. Okay. So I suddenly realise where the fuck is fuss. Fuss easily um, is, is is sort of just wheeling around. Oh, so it's right. Okay, so he got back. Cool. The guy fell over. He fell over. Yeah, Fuss is an idiot. Cool. You told him to come back. Yeah, Fuss is immediately just going to fuck things. (laughs) The guy who was waving the flags Gimbal was first off. The first mate. Is he still alive? He is still alive. Cool. Gimbal is going to say to him, "Should we try a song?" The reason is, I get song of rest with this, which basically means friendly creatures gain extra one d six heal. Okay. So roll your performance, and we'll see how that goes. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. So you um, 
just describe how, how your your song and, and how this this helps people. Okay, well, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh no! Inspired, inspired for a moment from from where you know not. Soft gnome, happy gnome, little gnomey gnome. Um, yeah, that is the signature tune of Elden, uh, Elden Love Flute. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that, that, yeah, he's going to sing. No, because he doesn't know what exist in this world, so he can't. Um, he's, he's astrally projecting. Warm mermaid, scaly mermaid. <laughs> flowing, bl- no. Warm mermaid, mermaid is sushi. Great and swelling tits. He's just going to go with, he's just going to start playing music on his, uh, on his harp and basically just say to the mates, like, um, do you know, do you know any, any songs that, are, that raise the spirits of your, of your crew? And uh, obviously Gimbal in his um, fatherly excellence is going to be able to adjust his tune to fit the swell of this song. You start sort of playing and, and for the next few hours you just, you know, um, while away the time. Oh, well, I mean, saying that, we're going to just heal naturally anyway, because oh, yeah. we're having a rest, uh-huh. aren't we? So, so yeah. there's nothing yeah. more for us to do, so we all okay. so what's the, what's It's a good heal? habit to get into, though. Is the thing. Yeah, what's heal? It's, uh, one you game. spend a hit die, or as many hit dies as you like. So everybody gets your hit die, plus or, six. Alternatively, if you want to save those, I, I, I have, I've been carrying around ten health packs for the last first aid. week. Might be a good idea to use those first. Yeah. Because I'm down to, like... Less than half my hit point there. Mm. Okay. Naturally, so. Okay, so I, I'm going to dizzy so you up. Spent a hit dice. So uh, when when you heal, you gain back half. When you sleep, sorry, you gain back half your hit dice. So, um, so that that's your accounting essentially. You make a wisdom medicine check. You may only benefit from one in any particular day. Uh, so the person who's actually applying it, if it's really doing this, it's his role. Gimbal still hasn't got a fucking clue how to use medical pack. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Resting, I get an extra 10, so that to 21 anyway, so that's not bad. So if I got 10 of the d20 and then plus 1 for my medicine, is that 11 hit points back? No. Um, that is... Yeah. Roll 1d6. 1. Get one hit point back. <laughs> okay. Uh, how it works is um, you roll a nat 1, you don't do anything. Uh, 2 to 5 is you roll a, a d2. 6 to 10 is a d4. 10 to 15 is a d6. 15 and above is 1d8. You get a nat 20, you get to spend a, you get to roll a hit die as if you'd spend it, but you don't spend it. You're all feeling a bit more patched up and bandaged up. It's not magical healing, but um, you know you, you, certainly the aches and pains and things are whiling away with the music. Uh, maybe sort of eventually get a sea shanty going or something and then sort of people's spirits are buoyed and as it uh, sort of starts moving into evening as the sun's setting what do you want to do? <laughs> check our heading Make sure I can check our heading yeah. navigators tools and all that do so with advantage because you're helping the captain Uh, well. uh, you know that you are basically hugging the coast. The captain is going to bring out his chart, and he's going to show you where it is you're going. So, so as you as you sort of bring out your navigational tools, he sort of recognises you for a man of the sea, and um, 
uh, brings out his charts and, and uh, makes voices and tells you where the, where the headings are. So what you've got is a very large bay, and what he's going to do is uh, skirt the shore, um, so sort of just in sight of the shore, uh, come up, and he's going to drop you to the northern apex of the bay. Then you would have an overland journey of at least a day and a half to where the green lives, okay? So home of the green, shadow of the green. Gimli, you're a people person. Uh, roll me a history, please, with advantage. Has it 18? 18. You know that, that there are a lot of rumours in town. You spent a little time in, in Middleboss, enough time to get gossip. And you know that there are rumours of what the Green is doing, and especially some of the things that the the Blue told you about, what Zina told you about the Green, was that uh, she was sort of off doing her own thing, making monstrosities or whatever the hell she was doing now, or, or figuring out new ways to bend energy around or people or things. She was basically very mysterious, and so there are a lot of rumours about what she's doing up in the north of the, of the country here. Because the family is everywhere... Um, and, and Middleboss was just one of their big bases of operation. It's odd that no one knows what's going on there. People do go up there. I mean, there are chosen coming out of there and going up there, and and, and she's, she's doing what it is she's supposed to do for the family. But no one really knows what that is. But you've got a lot of uh, rumours about um, you know the woods being dangerous now, and people go up there and they don't necessarily come back. Now, your alternative to trekking through these woods is to sail across, cut across the bay, come on up, all the way around, and sail between what is essentially a very, very long peninsula, or like a fjord type thing, very broad fjord, and have a couple of hours, assuming that you could find a safe landing place. How long will it take to do that long sail round? That would take, so your journey up is going to take three days. The journey across, it would be about eight or nine days. But then coming back um, along the peninsula... You're, or down this fjord, essentially, you're going to be going against the wind, okay, south, prevailing southwesterly wind. So it's going to take maybe nine days. I think we need to do this quickly, because even if we have to go across land, it still means we're going to get there quicker. And if we go the long way around, someone else could possibly sail up land, walk across, and be there before we would be. Because mm-hmm. they could get there in about four or five days, basically. Well, it depends on whether they're picked up or not by anybody else. Could be rescued. Mm. We need to assume that we've been outed, essentially. We need to assume that the game's going to be on the other side. We're pretty sure the white's dead. No reason to suspect that she is. Um, other than the fact that they shouted, They killed the white from the other ship! But the white is. Oh my God. She's known for is it espionage. She's, 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 she's good at talking to people and getting them to agree. So it could be a flood. Mm. It could also have been. But um, even if the rumor's only been, even if the rumor's only been spread that she's dead, it has the same effect on yeah. us. Mm. So time may be of the essence, but stealth might be of the essence. So not tracking through the countryside for a day and a half might might be more advantageous. However, that said, if we're only if we go the other way, chances are we're going to get spotted sailing on this fjord. We're going to land. Just, not hard basis. No, but it's it's a good chance we're going to get spotted. Whereas if we're coming in through the woods, we have the option to hide and sneak and 
bit more devious because we're further away. So is away. there a settlement um, where they were going to drop us off? Well, yeah, sure. He doesn't know. All he knows is that um, there is a safe harbour, there's a berth, um, but it is just a jetty and a safe place to, to rest your, your boat. The reason that um, he knows this place is that they, they regularly make supply drops um, and they are met usually by the Chosen who have a cart or something and they will take their take their supplies and, and go. But they generally don't need much in the way of supplies. It's all like equipment and things they can't make themselves. Cordal is getting to drop us off and then sail back. And he's coming, oh, he's coming he along the fjord. Oh, he meets us there. Well, it's not just that. Yeah. He's coming along the fjord. They're going to be watching his boat on the fjord. They're going to be wondering why he's coming around. That probably will add more time, so if it was going to be nine well, days, it, it would probably take him about, what, ten, eleven days, but the only other option is to have him waiting at the jetty for us, and obviously if the uh, unit that was following us does somehow get rescued or whatever, That's a good idea. or manage to do some repairs. Yeah. We then, drop off and then he picks us up. Round the other side, okay. I'm in favour of that. Yeah, it'll take him, once he's dropped you off and makes best sale, it's going to take him an additional... Uh, nine days from that point to get around. Can I quiz him as to whether provisions were put on the ship for us? High level good result. Um, this is in a hurry, remember? High. Yes, 90, 99. He, he did foresee that the, the journey, you know, you, you, you equip yourself if you're waylaid by storm or you run aground and that. So he's got plenty of supplies. Um, and he did make sure that there were. Um, supplies for an onward journey. Now he was only thinking about a day and a half uh, for you guys, but he does have more than enough for him, his crew, and you. So you could be sustained on what he can spare for, let's say, four you days. Mind, he's lost basically half his third of his crew. We'll take it, and I'll have my flint back, please. Your flint. Oh, your striker light. Yeah, yeah my flintstone. <laughs> I'll have that back as well, please. Once you're off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Although, to be fair, he just looks. Actually, no, he just looks at him and goes, uh, uh, I, I figure you can throw fire around without this anyway, so uh, I'll just hand it back to you. Um, and he wasn't going to say no to the shadow of the purple anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I look can, can Gimbal try uh, uh, diplomacy or anything? I'm not sure how this would work. Gimbal's just going to say, um, you've done good work this day, we'll see that you receive commendation. Yeah, that's, it's just something you say. You don't have to roll for everything. However, until our work is done, you must, must not speak to anyone about this. He's certainly brother. And he gives instruction for a watch to change. Okay. Stays above uh, stays above deck himself, and uh, bids you retreat to below deck where you can bunk up. It's cramped under there, but um, at least it's not on deck with the, the wind and the spray. And you sail up the coast, and it's an uneventful trip. It's nice and sunny. There's there's no storms. There's there's a an overcast day, but uh, Gimbal makes best of <coughs> best of the situation by telling his story of grand pirates. Which is your, what's your pirate? Varkit. The, the grand pirate Varkit. So Gimbal tells a story of when he was a young lad, learning the trade of being a bard. Pulls out the bandana and ties it back on his head. This was given to me by my tutor, who claims to have been gifted the flag by the great pirate Varkit, who sailed a ship made using the ribs of a dragon. Fuzz looks somewhat... Unhappy with this news. Can't <laughs> tell he's a tiny little dragon thing. Um, <laughs> uh, and then um, basically says, Gimbal says, obviously, this, this flag belonged to 
the very same Parker himself. Flag is black and red with dragon skull and crossbones. Regaling the uh, the crew with tales of Varkis as they, they lap it up. I look snooty and just say, Glory-hugging bastard! <laughs> <laughs> you come to what is, they say it's a harbour, but it, it is just a glorified jetty, where there are the, the natural cliffs that were very, very high further south, up, up to the, towards the north, have levelled out. Um, there is still a steep rise, but they do, you know, the, the coast meets the sea um, at that grade. Um, there is a, a shale beach, and the captain steers the sloop in, docks with the, uh, with the jetty, and puts you out with his well wishes on a fine morning as you look into the heart of darkness. And we'll end there. Dungeons and Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. The song was Shards of Glass by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. The song over the bloopers is Grind by John Paul Jones. We're never going to ask you for money, we're never going to ask you for reviews, we're never going to ask you for likes and shares and Twitter follows and all that sort of stuff. All we really want from you guys is to get in touch because it makes us feel great when people a world away get in touch with us numbskulls. So if you've got any questions, comments, critiques, or just want to say hello or give us a random fact, get in touch with us at swordnutradio at gmail.com, that's swordnutradio at gmail.com, or at swordnutradio on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Um, the Heart of Darkness in classical literature is a book about exploring um, the uncharted regions of African interior. That's the one. I think I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, you wanted pirates, you got pirates. Well, I don't know whether we were the pirates or not in that, to be honest. Yeah, good, good question. I'm pretty sure yes, we, we, were. Break, we, we broke in time to have our bad luck streak end. So he could convince the captain to be on side. That was, was, was going to go either way. Yeah. I was thinking we're going to have to take on this other ship and the whole crew. We, we and then I'm going to have to sail the ship to people that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> if we survive, or a ship survives intact. If you yeah. could find his um, charts and all that sort of stuff. And... Yeah, we essentially took over that ship with like diplomacy, aggressive no, no, diplomacy, not, not but... diplomacy, and um, barefaced. Shit creep lying our asses. <laughs> but uh, now there are at least a small group of people who fervently believe that Rue is a shadow of the purple. Yeah. Yes, you're humping my arm again, thank you. Like the outtakes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, or something that's uh, a flippant remark that's still in the main thing, but it's not something <laughs> yes. to do with them. So not the dog's humping my arm. Yeah. So <laughs> that should totally got... be the title for this episode. Dog is humping my arm again. <laughs> we have fan fiction. Ooh, it's no. nice fan fiction. I've well. read it. It's good. It's, it's clean. Read it. I have. Been, I have. I have read it, and I have deemed it canon. Grossly sexual. <laughs> it's, oh. it's not even remotely sexual. It's very touching. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Which is right. good because <clears throat> it's his character meeting his octopus familiar for the first time. That could have gone all sorts of ways. Uh-huh. Um, she said on Twitter that she, um, she's found her muse with Brian the Octopus, and I went, yes, tentacle porn. It's going to make you so uncomfortable. Deadpool, go see it. It is brilliant.
I knew it was going to be brilliant. Mm. It's uh, a superhero no, origin yeah. story, so it's the same as all superhero origin stories. Uh, there is a love interest kind of thing going on, and the yeah, A gets the girl, blah, 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 blah. But, fucking hell. It's pitch perfect. It is absolutely perfect. As Deadpool. soon as I knew that they cast him, I just thought he is Deadpool, because he plays assholes. Mm. Well, the op- even just from the opening credits, uh, I won't spoil it, but just the, even just the opening credits are funny mm. and well, fourth the, the wall trailer breaking. had me rolling around. Mm. He does the flip and shoots like three guys, fires one fifty cal pistol round through three heads, and just goes and just, just inhales from the. Oh, I'm gonna touch myself. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, the thing is, they made this movie for me. He does, and it's in the film. <laughs> Just, just, just know that there is also a unicorn. So I, I, I am seeing you tomorrow. Go, chaps. Right, let's do this. Let's actually play a game. Yes. A little bit of a cliffhanger. Tiny bit of a cliffhanger. There have been better cliffhangers. Oh, yeah. 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 Go for the eyes, boo! Go for the eyes. Um, it's what do sailors do when they're bored as fuck? Besides fuck. Um, I've got two spells that I can cast. Um, and I'm, one of them I'm sure probably won't work because it says affects a creature. What I was thinking was I'm casting a cloud of daggers uh-huh. and slice their sails. That would most definitely work. Okay. Good man. <sighs> so Gimbal is missing being a spellcaster right yeah. now. Basic D&D, repurpose everything. Yeah. I'm basically choosing spells on the cool sounds I got from Battle Bards, so... Uh... <laughs> I blew a few smoke rings and people were vape rings and people just like, Do that again! Do that again! Do that again! <laughs> Completely ignored the podcast for like 10 minutes and I was just blowing rings. <laughs> really, I was hoping to vaporise the, the guy in the wheel, actually. <laughs> but, you know... They I come into contact. Well, I was going to say, would the Cloud of Daggers have any for it? <laughs> I was just really surprised that there was nothing that sort of saves me from falling all the monkey, sort of jumpy, roundy, you are immune to so many ranged things, so many, I can, from next next level on, I can fall and negate the vast majority of that damage. It's like, no, it's nothing that keeps you from tripping up like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Blame on Karahat, it's, it's his fault, it's this, it's this bloody dwarf. Um, this, this flesh mountain just sort of knocked you over. It's fine, we've had worse. <laughs> we've had singing firemen. We've had. We- Olivia, say hello to our hundreds and hundreds of listeners. Hello. This is my lovely wife who puts up with us for <laughs> taking over the dining room. <laughs> and we are very grateful. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, we would appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Do that, because yeah, you've got a tiny bit of spinach down it makes you look like you, you, made you look like you're Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was getting into character, I, I character to be the captain. It was distracting the I crap out of me. I wanted him to get home and say hi to Cheryl and just be like... <laughs> what no. did you eat, spinach? Do you, know, do you know what? I have a pair of jeans that's really, really comfortable. Unfortunately, the fly has a bit of a tendency to go south. And there's always that question. is. At what point did that yeah. go south? Like, I've just realised 